Well, today I am in Cordell, Georgia, and I am at Fritz Farm with uh, my guest here this morning is Denise Spradley. Welcome. Thank you very much. I am so excited to be here. It is gorgeous. Um, we're surrounded by pecan trees and uh, lots of grass, and, and just it's just a beautiful landscape. So I'm very glad to be here. What I'd like to do is just give you an opportunity to introduce yourself as to who you are today and how people know you. And um, just welcome to our whole little talk this morning. Well, thank you, Amy. I appreciate you coming to the farm. Um, Well, I was born in Cordell, and as a teenager said, I would leave Cordell and never come back. And I am enjoying eating those words today. I, um, I moved away when I went to college, and I ended up in Virginia and lived there for the last seven years and uh, my friends owned the farm and I found out they were selling the farm and I had always loved it when I'd come down to visit my family I would come to the farm and and you know just spend time here and always loved it thought it was a beautiful place so I um, when I found out they were selling it I said I you know I could do that I knew it was a venue they had weddings here birthday parties, reunions, and whatnot. So I thought about it, and I prayed about it a lot. And I, I, I then I said, no, I can't do that. I'm in IT. I've been in IT my whole career, and that's what I knew. But I prayed about it a lot more, and I talked to Amy and Paige, the former owners, and eventually made the decision that, you know, th- I thought this was what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to move back to Georgia to be closer to my family, and so I literally bought the farm. And so I bought it last December and, and um, moved back home and have not regretted it one single second. I love it. It's beautiful here. And it's great to be back here with my family and so close. And we get together and have family gatherings here at the farm. And to be able to share this beautiful place with so many people, not only people here in Cordill, but in the surrounding communities, um, I've had People for, I've got a wedding this weekend from a beautiful couple out of Tifton. They're coming here, and um, just just love love the community. Love sharing it with so many different people and hearing their stories. I've got um, two birthday parties coming up for two different people that are turning ninety oh, in wow. December, and you know just hearing the stories of the people and the couples how they met and just. I just love sharing it, and it's it's just a wonderful place to call home. I mean, if you walk around the orchard, you and I'm when I'm mowing, and you know it, it takes so many hours to mow, but you get on that tractor, you put your headphones on, you listen to podcasts such as yours, and you just you learn the trees. There's over 200 pecan trees here in the orchard. It's, it's um, 23 acres, and you just learn the trees, and it's it's so peaceful. And the lake, um, I've got a fountain on the lake now, and it, you hear the water rushing. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's a great place to call home. That's awesome. All right, growing up, were you on land growing up to where you... Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is really different. I was always a city girl. I, I prided myself in being a city girl. Um, <laughs> you are my guy. I, I grew up in, in town, so to speak. I'm, I'm doing air quotes here. Yeah. Um, I lived in Atlanta, and I loved living in Atlanta. That was my kind of place. I loved the big city. I loved um, 
everything the big city offered. I lived outside of D.C. for a couple of years, and I love that. I love going into the into D.C. and you know going to the Smithsonian's, going to concerts, going to different events the city offered. Um, I lived in Richmond, Virginia, and everything it offered, the big restaurants and the variety, everything about the city I loved. So moving back to Cordell was the last possible thing on my mind. Um, but you know what? It's okay. Because when I, now I, I spend probably 95% of my time here at the farm, and I'm at peace so it's it's a different world for me and it took me a little while to get acclimated but the the peace i feel within it's it's just i don't it's refreshing and it's it's good and i'm very very happy so it was already an established venue yes so what uh you go from weddings to parties to but you weren't a wedding planner or party planner and you had things at your fingertips so what's that like? Do you have partners that come in and, and help um, in the planning? or what? Talk to me about that. So what happened? So I've got a wedding this weekend. So what I'm doing um, this week to prepare for the wedding is, um, let, me, let me back up one second. I rent the venue. And then the wedding, the, the couple and their party are responsible for everything else so they have to get the caterer they have to get the florist the photographer um and and everything else so they're renting the venue from me um now i can assist them i have a list of vendors that i can provide them um that i've we've worked i've worked with and amy and Paige work with previously because the venue has been in in place for over 10 years now so they've it's, they've, it's very much established so we've worked with a number of vendors over the years um collectively to um and we we have um quite a, a, a list of people that we can um refer them to and so they are responsible for selecting all of you know the vendors they need but we work with them very closely to to yeah. get those here well and you want to have a certain level oh absolutely what happens out here exactly so there are probably rules and and just guidelines exactly yes uh, so in preparing for the wedding this weekend i um this is an overnight w- wedding um some of them are one day weddings so they come in on saturday they they have their uh rehearsal they have their wedding and they clean up and they they're gone this particular wedding is a friday through sunday so they're they'll be here friday they'll have the rehearsal the rehearsal dinner they'll spend the night friday night they'll have their wedding the reception they'll spend the night saturday night and then sunday they'll clean up and they'll leave wow so that's so a, their that's facilities a, to to spend the, the night correct we have a bridal bungalow that's adorable that sleeps four and then we have a sleeping loft for the groomsmen that sleeps up to six Wow. Yeah. And then we have um, we have a beautiful pole barn where we hold a lot of the ceremonies. It's an open air barn. We have um, the original white barn, which is um, back, I think, dated back to the 1930s, which was one of the original barns that Uncle Fritz built. And we can hold ceremonies inside that or in front of it as a backdrop, which is absolutely stunning. We can hold ceremonies in front of the, the uh, pond with the arbor. There's an arbor with the fountain as the backdrop, and then um, out in the orchards, which is absolutely beautiful with the trees. 
Oh, wow. So there's lots, lots of, option. of options. Yes. And then we have a, a barn with uh, tables and chairs in the kitchen. And it, outside of that is a pavilion with a bar and a dance area with the DJ sets up. And, and, and then one of the most favorite spots everybody loves is the fire pit that's surrounded by swings. Oh, wow. So we, we light that up, not in the summer, but in the, in the fall and the spring, we'll light that up with have a roaring fire going and everybody loves to hang out there. Oh, yeah. So are y'all on a burn ban right now? Or yeah, you... right now. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah. that means fire pits and fire... all that. I've got stacked wood and it looks pretty, but you can't, but you can't, can't light it right yeah. now. Yeah. We're under a burn ban right now ourselves. So. Yeah, it's so dry right now. But the, the leaves are falling and the pecans are falling. Yeah. So, it's, so it's, it still gives you that fallish it's it's very much fallish but and it's it's a different it's a different look every weekend you know but it's it's really pretty every season so i have to ask you on taking care of an orchard there's some responsibilities to that and things you have to know and um, absolutely sprays you have to, to be familiar with and and people to help you absolutely are you intimidated <laughs> Well, I'm learning. I'm still learning, but um, I'm working with um, a gentleman who actually sprays the trees, and he collects the pecans for me. So we have a working relation. I have a working relationship with him, and he he worked with Amy and Paige prior to to working with me. So and then I have I am so blessed. I have three of the best brothers in the world, and they help me when I get in a pinch. And um, sometimes when I don't even realize it, they'll come up and help me with different things. So, um, but I do all the mowing myself for the most part. I do probably 95% of the mowing. Um, I do have one brother that they'll, every once in a while, he'll show up with his tractor and help me mow. But Had you driven a tractor before? Oh, no. <laughs> I knew how to spell it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to laugh because we bought property and I'm very much city. I, I keep saying... I might live rural, but I am not rural. Exactly. And so I kind of relate to this, but Tom will go, and he's not either. I mean, I often kind of think about the um, green acres and the man, you know, in his exactly. suit and out on the tractor. Yes. But Tom gets on the tractor and is in heaven. I mean, he is like, it takes him a, mi- a million miles away, but he does risky things. And in Rockford, in, in Coosa County, we've got a lot of hills and a lot of steep hills and so I get really nervous um I haven't totally looked here are there some areas that scare you to to, to cut out here what scares me the most or when I get the most intimidated is when I'm trying to cut the and I don't cut into the ditch but running down 280 but um it it is a little steep so I'm very careful about how deep I go to toward the ditch yeah now i the the fence line um i'm very careful now oh now that sounds like a story and an experience it is <laughs> <laughs> we all have to learn by our own um I, i'm glad i've got a brother that's very handy we'll just leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> so i might be able to walk the fence line and see some new area <laughs> i don't think you can tell oh very good very good wow but, well that is very different that's a different lifestyle and and you have to embrace it or or i wouldn't still be here what you're doing but you know what it, the first time um my brother daryl my middle brother he he came out and he said you're ready to, 
take a tractor driving lesson and I said nope he said you gotta learn I said I know so we went out and we got on the tractor and I was terrified and we went up and down the orchard a couple times and then he we were coming back toward the pole barn where I keep the tractor and he said stop and I stopped and he got off and he said all right go and I I looked at him like he was he lost his mind (laughs) and so he said go and I went and I actually felt a little more comfortable after he got off I didn't I don't know why but I, I I just started feeling more confident and um by the second time I mowed I actually felt pretty okay and now I'm fine my younger brother um I just sold him I had some property across um the dirt road over here on the west side and I just sold it to him and his fiance said they're going to build a house over here beside me so that's great and um I've been mowing that property and I told him I would teach him how to to mow on my tractor so he doesn't know how to mow so I'm waiting to give him mowing lessons so I feel comfortable enough now that I could teach him how to yeah yeah see I may be inspired I don't know that I would ever I, I wouldn't cut our property because it's so hilly, but we have a dirt road that is a mile long mm-hmm. and you have to scrape it and do all uh, these things. And I thought it was horrible. I thought it was in terrible shape. And then a lot of the guys that work with Tom came to a Christmas um, open house last year and they were like, wow, your driveway's great. And we're like, really? I kind of think it's got a lot of holes and potholes <laughs> and a few rocks here and need more here. But it's funny because I go back to you know, not growing up like that. Um, I used to make our youngest daughter, uh, she loved rocks and probably still does, but she would pick up rocks everywhere we went. And I made the rule, if somebody paid for the rocks, you can't pick them up and take them. And now I appreciate that because rocks are really expensive (laughs) when you're buying them by the dump load. Right. So it's, um, well, so you kind of reinvented yourself. I did. I did. Yeah. And your thought process in doing that was to be back with family. and But was mm-hmm. there something you had to really kind of close a part of your life and and just launch into here? You know, I, I really, I had ended a relationship in Virginia. And there was something indigenous to Virginia that was wreaking havoc on my sinuses. So I had had um, three sinus surgeries while I was up there. And I still had a lot of sinus um, issues. So I, I wasn't happy with my life there. And I really wanted to get back home to Georgia. Home to Georgia to me was Atlanta. Um, a, a, to me, a funny story was when I was in Northern Virginia, outside of D.C., I had, um, I had prayed one day. I said, God, please let me get a job closer to home. I just, I just really want to get closer to home. And I got a call from a recruiter, and they offered me a job in Richmond, which was about an hour and a half south of where I was. So you're going to inch your way. <laughs> and I turned it down because we couldn't come to an agreement about a couple of things. And two months later, they called me back and offered me the job again, and they agreed to the the one thing we couldn't work out the previous time yeah. they agreed to it and I accepted the job and I was there five years. Oh, wow. 
so when things ended with the relationship and I was ready to move again, I said, oh, God, I'm going to be a little more specific this time. Yeah. I said, I'd like to move to Georgia. I said, preferably Atlanta, but I'm open anywhere in Georgia. And this is where he led me back home to, to Cordell. Now, go. did I ever think that I would be in Cordell? No. Did I ever in my wildest imagination think that I would be running a farm and an event venue? Not on your life. Do I love it? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and I was, I was a little burned out with IT. I'd been in IT my whole career. And this is such a welcome change it's yeah. and now it's don't get me wrong it's a lot of hard work oh and, yeah and but i'm very different very very different yeah. and i never ever thought i would love mowing on a tractor <laughs> but it's peaceful i mean I, I put my headphones on i listen to podcasts i listen to music and like that orchard the west orchard takes me about six hours to mow wow i mean you know you got to go around the trees yeah. and everything and this one the, the East Orchard takes about three hours. And then what I call the rectangle around all the buildings here takes another about three hours. So that's basically two days worth of mowing yeah. in the summer every week. So, but I don't mind it really. Yeah, yeah I just have to schedule my days. Right. And I'm allergic to grass. <laughs> but you know what? It's okay. I mean, I really, I find peace in it. And it's, it's totally different than what I've done my whole career, but it's, it's just, it's where I'm supposed to be. I really truly believe that. Well, financially, you seem to probably have made some wise choices because you, you had the means with which to do this. So do you have advice for a young woman who's launching her career? And you made some job changes. Sometimes people get so complacent in where they are that they don't make a change. Well, Was that part of your process? Y- you know, I, I, there was a long time I loved what I did in IT. And then I got to the point where I didn't love it anymore. And I think that when you get to that point in anything, then you need to reevaluate and and that's what I had to do. I had to reevaluate. And it took me a while to make the decision. But once I made the decision, I haven't looked back and I haven't regretted it. Um, but that's the way I work. I, you know, people work differently. But I think that if, you, um, if you're not happy in what you're doing, then you need to step back and really think about it and maybe think about making a change because life's too short and it's not worth it's not worth it to be miserable or to be unhappy you need to be happy in what you're doing find your passion whatever whatever your passion is find it and I found my passion here and I never ever thought this would be my passion but it is did you have a methodology to it I mean are you a a do you journal? Do you? Just, I don't. I don't just journal. think and and pray and sort. I do. It sounds like yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's kind of my yeah. Um, so I want to dig just a little bit further back because before we started recording, we just realized that um, 
you're from, you have been in some of the same areas that I have and actually worked in the pantry convenience store organization, which I mean, it's small, small world. Right. So convenience store industry is, um, a huge industry, fast paced, fast changing, trying to think of the market before it probably changed tremendously Absolutely. from the time you started until you came out mm -hmm. so that is a really fast-paced environment and and sometimes can be toxic but um talk about that side of your life a little bit well i um i kind of fell into the it industry i never really thought that that would be my passion but I kind of fell into it. And once I did, I've always been a person that likes to work with my hands. So um, once I once I kind of fell into IT, I really loved it. Um, and I worked in the insurance industry with Blue Cross Blue Shield and, and a couple of other insur insurance um, companies in Atlanta. And then I got a job with a convenience store company in uh, West Point, Georgia. And that's where I started my convenience store industry. Um, and then I just moved to different convenience store industries within the, uh, the country. I mean, I worked for a number of different convenience store industries. And it changed a lot. But once you get into that niche it's very specific and they use a software that not that's indigenous to the the convenience store industry and i learned it and once you learn it then it you kind of it's it's not like you're really stuck but once you learn it it's really easy to move to different convenience store companies within the industry and that's what happened with me um i got recruited to to other companies or the company i was with would get bought out by larger companies and that happened to me several times where um, I was with a company it would get sold to a larger company and then I would get moved to another company so I, I got moved around a lot because of that but then you your, your name gets known um, yeah. and then you get recruited to yeah. other companies the circles are big but yet they're not exactly so but within the industry in the industry yeah within the industry you get known okay well that kind of makes me bring up the question of the, the stress and it's nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. A lot of times in these buyouts, you, you don't know what's going to happen to you and what's going to, and you went through it several times. Right. How did you stay up? How did you stay encouraged? How did you? Uh, you just kind of handle it one at a time. I mean, the, the first time it happened, I, um, I thought I was going to get out of that industry. And I, I did for, for a little while. I went to a company that worked with convenience store companies. <laughs> Yeah. But then, I, but one step away, and one step away, and then I um, ended up back in the convenience store industry, just because it's what I knew. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, it it, it was, I always said it was in my blood, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed the people. I knew so many people that I had met, and I'm still friends with on Facebook people that I with the parent com the software company. Um, there's people that I've met with that company over 25 years ago that I, I still talk to and I'm still friends with. So you just get to know them. And I mean, they're, they're like family to yeah. you, you know? So you're building relationships. Exactly. And that kind of keeps you sometimes in a 
field whether you're changing or not you right just kind of you just get to know them and you, you're going to the annual conferences and there's conferences um throughout the year you know whether it's the the register vendor or the software vendor or the national association conference there's all these conferences where you get to see them and network and yeah and you you, you become a family yeah and so that kind of kept me in the industry as well so yeah i saw the next conference last week in Atlanta, exactly it's like you you almost want to figure how how can I get there how can and then you see pictures of people and go you were there really if I don't even known I got an email from um, a, a friend of mine that I worked with over twenty years ago he said are you at Nax and I said uh, no I left the industry last December and he goes I didn't know that <laughs> yeah it's almost like what how dare you <laughs> yeah well um so again in talking about women I mean that that's a field that was very much male dominated oh absolutely and probably still is to a certain extent however they're pulling out women and kind of um they're the awards now for the top you know producers or Mm -hmm. not really producers i've forgotten exactly what they called it but nax had a a, probably a dozen that they lifted and recognized um, of women performers that's a bad word to use um I really should have looked to see what they call it, but recognizing women in the industry who are doing wonderful, um, ex- excellent work. Yeah. So that's good to see. But did you find yourself kind of having difficulty being heard in that environment? Um, yes and no. It would depend on the company I was with. Um, there, it, Earlier in my career, I felt like I was the minority as far as women because as an IT director a female IT director I was definitely in the minority um, but I did have a few because I was very active in the community I did know a few other females that were in similar positions and and we were good friends and we would um, talk frequently and bounce ideas off of each other and, and help each other um, later in my career it it seemed um, maybe it was less it was less I I, I got less support and less um, I was I was less involved because I was with a different company and I got less support from the company so it it changed and I think that's where my um, I didn't I wouldn't say I was disgruntled but I was less enthused with my job, and I knew it was it was time for me to make time. a change. Yeah. yeah. So in making the change, you've you've come out, you're here, and your work is a lot of outside, but there's also a financial aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So are oh, yeah. you a? I mean, IT. I guess that side of the brain can go mathematical too. But you know, do you find that, that that's a new balance that you have to figure out? to handle the finances and yes yeah yeah because i mean you're you're used to that paycheck coming in every week and it's it's the same amount every week and you know it's coming and and with this you're relying on bookings you you know you're relying on having weddings and having parties booked and whatnot and you don't have a wedding every 52 weeks a year it that's just not the way it works so you have to be more creative and come up with other events to have at the farm. You know, um, 
in December, I'm having a Christmas at the farm. And we'll have vendors here. We'll have Santa. We're going to do a raffle. We're going to have entertainment. We're going to have food trucks. So it's going to be oh, a, a, a big event. Now, this is something that was done in the past, but we didn't have it last year because that's when we're doing the, the switchover. Yeah. Right. But um, so that's going to be a big event. Um, I've tried new events. We've tried, um, I tried um, movie uh, movie night under the, the pole barn. Oh, cool. Yeah, which was, which was great, but it it was less stellar than turnout than I had anticipated. Yeah. Um, there's other things I want to try um, that I really don't want to mention yet. But there's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm constantly, so thinking, constantly of, thinking, thinking of about different next. things. What what else can I try? Can I try this? You know, how well will that go over? What are the logistics of that? And so I'm constantly trying to think about different things to try to to bring people out. You know, what what do the people want? And, um, you know, music events, um, just all kinds of things to, to see, you know, what, because I want people out at the farm. That's what I want to share the farm, you know, and of course I want to make money as well. I mean, that's, (laughs) but, 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 you know, I've got a lot of weddings booked. I've got, um, parties booked. Um, I've got class reunions booked. Um, I've got Christmas parties booked. So I've got a lot of things booked, but I want to also book other uh, things to bring, you know, the community out. So I'm constantly working on things. So with your background of IT, have you found that the software to make things easier and to schedule and to, have you introduced anything new to that? Not really. I I use Outlook and Excel and um, there's one application I use to make flyers, but I don't not not really it's not real it's not that i just can anticipate you're coming from something pretty high paced and stressful and to make this high <laughs> you know to make this more stressful yeah. i guess that's i'm how do you uh, it would be tempting right to pull in all the bells and whistles right and so you just kind of control that i guess um i I haven't really pulled a lot of IT into it. Um, I haven't found, I really haven't found a need yet. Um, maybe in the future. Who who knows? We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Are you involved in any kind of education programs for students or, you know, pulling them in? I mean, you said there are a number of variety of pecan trees out here mm-hmm. and, um, so is there something that, that school children come out to this farm or, or no? Um, that's something we haven't broached yet, but I, I mean, definitely would be open to it, you know, something with, with maybe the, and, and I don't even know the variety, so I would have to get um, my, my pecan guy involved in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows the trees. I'm, I'm totally relying on him and his expertise as far as, you know, harvesting and, and the varieties and, and, making sure that everything's okay with the trees because I'm I'm definitely learning on that side. Yeah, I kind of didn't realize there were different varieties. I just thought a pecan was a pecan. No, there there's lots of different varieties and I have a lot of different varieties of trees here. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's interesting. Um so you're do you you were traveling a lot before. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could kind of pick up and go. This is no no longer a 
pick up and travel and go kind of lifestyle? Not really. I, I took my first um, break actually this past weekend. I, I went away for the weekend, and that's the first break I've had since I bought the farm. Wow. Yeah. That's different. It is. Now, um, in the summer when things were a little quieter, I probably could have, but I've I've got a pond full of fish that I feed every night, and I've got a chicken I feed, and you know, and, and I just like being here. I mean, yeah. you know, so the weekends are kind of my, if I don't have an event going on, it's kind of my downtime. But if I'm here, I, I'll i sit down and then I'll, I'll think, oh, I should go do that. So I'm constantly jumping up to, to go do something that oh, wow. I've thought about that I need to do. And I've had to learn, especially over the last couple of months, I really need to give myself a day off. Because when I first bought the farm, I was working seven days a week, and I realized really quickly that I can't do that. It's, you know, the limbs are still going to be there tomorrow. I I need, because limbs fall from the pecan trees constantly. Yeah. My, my joke is if somebody sneezes within 100 miles, a pecan limb's going to fall out of a tree. But when <laughs> when we get, you know, good a good wind going through, pecan yeah. limbs are going to fall. So I... I take the truck and go through the orchards, you know, every week and pick up, you know, at least once a week and pick up pecan limbs. And sometimes after a, a good, strong breeze, I may pick up seven truckloads in a day wow. easily. And I, when I say a truckload, I mean it's packed past the height of the cab of the truck. That's one load. So that's that's a big chore that happens all the time. But it's part of the farm, and it's built up my muscles in my arms yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, so my instead of sitting in front of a computer with three monitors all day long I'm constantly up and up and going you know? so that's a very different lifestyle too I Ex- mean it's not just living here but just the the difference in how you were physical and, oh, yeah. and I mean you had to instead of getting it outside you you had to go to a gym or whatever for all the years you know prior to being here so did you have to kind of condition yourself or did you kill yourself the first day that you well when I first first week first moved here I I um I started losing weight my mom was like you need to eat more you're losing weight I said mom I'm not sitting in front of a computer anymore I'm you know I'm on my feet all day long and I I dropped uh, quite a few pounds after I moved here and um, she kept trying to feed me and I was like mom I'm on my feet all day. I'm constantly going. I'm yeah. I'm I'm gonna lose weight, but I've I've steadied. You yeah. know, I've, I've I've got to a point now where I'm actually trying to put on a few pounds. But it's it's just the fact that my life has changed totally, and you know I'm I am on the go all the time. I mean it. I I've got a a Fitbit watch and I it max out your steps I, every day. I I. I I get my steps in <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure. So, so does the picking up and moving count as a step? Um, like moving the limbs? No, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Tom built uh, my husband built a, a bookshelf and um and had to use a screwdriver instead of the drill and each turn counted. Oh, really? I like, wish that's so not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. No, yeah. no. Well, so you enjoy that. I do, I do. And did you have any idea that you would enjoy that kind of physical? But you I mean, know, I don't like to sweat. So I mean, you're oh, sweating I, every day. I sweat. Sometimes I'll go through a couple of shirts a day because I'm just soaking wet. But I, I think that if I had known, I might have hesitated about buying the farm 
but I didn't realize everything that it entailed, which was probably a good thing, good thing. in hindsight. But do I mind? No, because I enjoy it. Like, so I was making up the beds in the sleeping loft, and the loft is at an angle. What's that? About forty-five degrees, maybe. Yeah. And I was I was making up the beds. There's six beds in the sleeping loft, and so I pulled them out so I could make them up. Well, Amy, who used to do that, is six feet tall. And so I text her. I said, Amy, how many times did you hit your head when you made up those beds? She said, every corner times every bed. Oh. <laughs> I, said, I know you hit your head because I hit my head, and, head and I'm 5'4". <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, things like that. I mean, there, and then there's things like when I try to reach something, I'm going, man, Amy could have just reached up and grabbed that. And I can't because I'm 5'4". But so there's trade-offs, you yeah. know, with being tall be, right. versus being short. But th- it's there's things that, that I, I never thought about, you know. I never thought about how many times you got to clean the bathrooms, how many times you got to pick up the limbs, how many times you got to... Um, sweep out the barn and how many times like you got a one and done thing yeah <laughs> you gotta blow off all. the pavilion how many times you've gotta you know do everything but but it's okay I really I really don't mind it yeah. I really don't so you have to do the laundry and the the linens and and all of that mm-hmm. you have industrial washing or well, is that um, how do you handle that I had, I've only had um, one overnight wedding, so I did it with my washer and dryer, but um, there's a laundromat in town that you can use as well. Yeah. So you do have to kind of think commercial and, but you're not cooking here, so you don't have to go through any of the commercial grade facilities or inspections or anything like that all the cooking's done off-site the caterers do all the cooking and bring it in in. yeah now they can use my oven to warm if they want i just have a a standard kitchen i don't have any commercial great equipment in the kitchen in the barn do you think you'd ever go that route or have an outdoor (laughs) kitchen or or anything like that at this point i'm going to say no just because of the what all else it would entail yeah it's a whole nother layer exactly yeah well insurance wise you probably have to carry a whole oh lot God. of insurance i have it. a ton of insurance yeah yeah so there and it ain't cheap expen- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there were expenses that i'm sure you knew when you were kind of looking at the oh, yeah. at the buying it but still it's almost sticker shock sometimes probably every month it's like wow yeah yeah because insurance premiums are ridiculous yeah. But but you got to have it. I mean, you know, because you have so many people on the farm, you, you have to have the insurance. Definitely. Yep. Um, any stories that stand out in your mind of uh, uh, this was a learning experience or this was fabulous or just some kind of the, the best one so far and maybe even the worst one so far? You know, wow. Um... You know, I've had I've had such great people I've worked with, with the weddings and 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 whatnot. I've had um, I've had brides that said, "I'm gonna I'm the best bride you're gonna work with," and they weren't. And but but I've had I've had some that um, that have been just fabulous. 
just absolutely fabulous. So what advice would you give to a bride when they're going to a venue? Um, ask lots of questions. I, some of the, most of the, no, not most of them. Some of them come really prepared with a notebook and a pen. I think that's a great idea. If they have a list of questions, I think that's a great idea. Um, I don't mind if they take photos when they come. Because if you're looking at a lot of venues in a day, you are not going to remember which was which. So I think if you if you have a notebook, have pre-prepared questions, I think that's a great idea. Take photos of each venue. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I can't think of anything else at this point, but what would you tell somebody that's wedding dreaming? Is there something that you kind of think of, of, you know, set your goal here or, you know, is there something that you kind of think of with brides or come to Fritz or, farm for the most beautiful wedding you will ever have the most wonderful experience. This is your place. There you go. That's a good, that's a, that's your tagline right there. There you go. So, um, have you found, people talk about brides a lot, but what about the grooms? Have you, um. Uh, the grooms are so laid back. All of the grooms I've had have been so laid back. It's almost like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, or, or they don't even show up for, I mean, to show up for the wedding. <laughs> but, there but, for the final event. But they, sometimes they don't show up to, for for anything i mean they'll show up for the wedding they don't come for the showing like to look at the venue or they, if they do they don't say anything they don't ask any questions which i think is hilarious they're like or they'll look and they'll say it doesn't matter to me or whatever you want for you know when they look at their bride so i think that's cute and weird <laughs> but um but really i think they they just let it be all about their bride so well, I mean, I guess what choice do they really have? And then all of a sudden, after the wedding, I don't think my husband cared about anything until now. This is the first house we've moved in that he wants to be in on every decision. And he never did that before. Really? So I'm three years now without a kitchen because I went in and ripped it out. Oh, no. And we can't really decide what to do. Oh, so, no. Yeah. It's great. You can do great things without a kitchen. I've gotten very good at Do you have a grill? A, we have a grill, and, okay. and I use a skillet a lot. Okay. And, um, and, do, and, and you know those turkey roaster pans oh, yeah. you know, that are like a crock pot, but they, I only saw them used at Thanksgiving in my household. Right. Well, it goes to 450 degrees. I can bake sweet rolls in that. So, oh my gosh! But, yeah, do you have but an instant pot? I do have. Well, I don't have an instant pot. I have a um, pressure cooker, <laughs> and I kind of use it like an instant pot. Oh, okay. So, wow! Yeah. Bless your heart. It's been creative. At, at, that but was a cares. true southern thing. Bless your heart. Yes, that was very <laughs> southern. So, welcome back to South. Exactly. Um, but it, but it's funny because he never really cared about anything. So I can see, and it's not that he didn't care. It just didn't affect his world. Right. 
and I guess this is our forever home, so he he wants influence. So at some point, those brides need to know that they're going to want something. Exactly. So yeah. it's not just the wet. It's not the wedding, but afterwards. Afterwards, they, yeah. it'll come sometime. Least suspect. Now, the probably the biggest thing I got in trouble for was selling, or probably even gave them away, the cast iron skillets of his grandmother's. I didn't know. Mm, I wasn't going to use them. Well, now I would. Oh, yeah. Cast iron's totally awesome. now. Yeah. But, you know, when we got married, I, it was like, that's not going to go on my stove. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. my cast iron. Yeah. Brown my it, stick it in the oven. Learned. My children love them, but mm-hmm. I didn't. So that was the pan I left on the stove that said, Mom, that's greasy. I'm not cleaning it. And she would do it because I wasn't going to touch it. So, yeah. Life changes a little bit, doesn't it? Does. It does. It does. So, you're back here. You're on the farm. Um, did you plug back into people that you knew here? Were there still friends, or is it just kind of a different world that you left? Um, so, I, I have friends here that I stayed in touch with that um, that we see each other all the time now, which is nice. And then there's people that I see in town, and I'm like... And I have to stop and think for a minute. But I, I ran into a guy um, at Walmart, because there's not a lot here, um, just this last week that I went to high school with. And he looked the same, except for his hair was gray. I was like, oh, my gosh. So we stopped and chatted for a while. But I see people occasionally, and, and I'll recognize them, or I'll, see, I'll recognize their face, and then I'll have to, I might have to ask them who they are. But So it's, um, it's been fun t- to um, reconnect you know, with, with people. Yeah. And, um, and you never really thought you would do that. So no, that's no. kind of a neat little blessing. Exactly. So, um, well, what are your, I know the farm is all consuming, but are you a reader? Are you, I'm an avid reader. Yes. So I love to read. any favorite books that you have gone to lately or is it all about farm equipment and well i've been been watching a lot of stuff on um tv and um i'm i started late late to the game on handmaid's tale and i'm as soon as i finish it i just got the book so because all that last week actually because i have already started watching it typically i would read the book first but I'd already started watching it, and I'm on, um, I think I'm on season three. So I, I'm going to finish it before I read the book. Yeah, And then she, the author just wrote a new book, and I got both of them for my birthday. I just had a birthday a couple of weeks ago. So I, I got both books. So as soon as I finish um, binge-watching, I will read both of those books. So that's my next. Isn't the author, like, from Virginia or from... <sighs> You know what? I don't know. I I just came across this the other day. This, yeah. it, and and I thought that looks really interesting. And then she's out. She's an older. I mean, she's yeah, she's like an older lady, late eighties maybe. Yeah. And and she's doing a book tour. Wow. And I thought that is so cool. That I want to cool. be an author. I think that's what's happened to me lately. Is I see this person, and I go, oh, I want to do that. Oh, that looks fun. Yeah. And to me, I think it's just the challenge. Is that what kind of gets you every day is just the new challenge or the oh, yeah. new possibilities? Mm-hmm. So yep. what kind of advice would you throw towards young women for challenges and possibilities? Go for it. 
Go for it. If if you if there's something that you want to do, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Go for it. If there's something, even a twinkle of something you think you want to do, go for it. Absolutely go for it. 100%. Are there some things that you miss that you have a regret? Um... When I was a kid, I wanted to become a professional photographer. And I still dabble in photography, but I don't think I regret. Sometimes I wonder where it would have taken me, you know, professionally, if I had become a professional. But that's a hard field to become a professional. Yeah. So I I wonder, but... I've had a good life with with IT. I've had a had a good career in IT, so I don't regret that. And I've I've traveled a lot and done a lot of neat things. So no, I'm good. Well, good. I like that of the I wonder because the thing sometimes we confuse wonder and regret. Yeah. And and wonder just kind of is open-ended. Yeah. Um Where's your favorite place that you've traveled? Ireland. Really? Why? Yeah. It, well, my family is from Ireland and Scotland. And um, actually, right after I got back, like two weeks after I got back, my mother's brother um, told my mom that he found where my family's buried over there. I was like, oh, why didn't you tell me two weeks ago? Oh, wow. But it's... So, so the family history is is part of it, but um, it was it's so old, and you know you're riding down these tiny little roads, and there's a castle, and it's not a hundred years old; it's thousands of years old, and it's it's beautiful. It's green and it's rocky, and there's sheep everywhere, and it's the food's not great, but it's just, I love the, the accents, and it's just, it's just, it's really pretty, really, really pretty. You came from, when you moved back here, all kinds of things were at your fingertips. I mean, grocery stores were at your fingertips, all kinds of different foods and restaurants and you know, there's all the different ways of eating the vegan and, and, you know, just so different. Coming back here, did you just really have to adjust and plan your, I mean, Beck has to, had to plan before she moved where she is now. She had to plan a Publix trip. I mean, she, she had to plan. I I told you I lost weight, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, go to Publix (laughs) because there's so much more there options yeah and I mean I used to go out to eat you know probably once a week at least I mean to a, a, a good restaurant and um I don't go out to eat a lot anymore just just because 
but um, I enjoy cooking, but I don't enjoy cooking for just myself, so I just, I don't cook a lot anymore. But I do cook when I have people over. Um, and, yeah, the the restaurant and the the grocery shopping is a challenge, being back here versus being in a big city. And, yeah. and so, but to me, see, this is the difference, too, from living in a big city. Um, to me, driving to Warner Robins, it's no big it's no deal. Big deal. Yeah. It's, you know, it's 45 minutes. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah. For people that have always lived here, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. I've got to go to Warner Robins. It's 45 minutes. To me, it's like, mm, okay. Yeah. You know, I just need to plan it around what I need to do at the farm. But it's not a big deal to go up there. So um, I, I do what I need to do. And I like the variety. And I like, there's certain things they carry that they, I can't get here. Now, I did, there's one thing, there's, there's a, I'm very limited on what I can drink because I can't drink caffeine, I can't drink carbonated drinks. Um, and there's a juice I drink, so I actually got the local Walmart to carry it. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. It only took three trips up there to get them to carry it, but I got them to carry it. So now I can go there and get it, and I don't have to go to um when Robbins to, oh, to Publix to get it. See, so you've made a change. I did make a and small change. probably enjoyed that. And I, the, the last time I was up there, this lady saw me with the bottle, and she said it was an empty bottle because they told me to bring a bottle so they could scan the UPC. And this lady was beside me, and she said, oh, I've never seen that kind before. That looks good. And I said, well, I'm trying to get them to carry it. So she said, well, I'll have to buy it. So, there you go. Yeah. Now you have to make sure you go up there and get it enough. Uh, yes. When I go, I, I usually buy about three or four bottles just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, Amazon has kind of made it a, a little more convenient right. for people to be rural, but still, you know, get whatever they want when yeah. they want. Yeah. I just I I like grocery shopping. I like to go into the store to yeah. get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about online shopping. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, you know, my IT background is still yeah. in my head. But grocery shopping, I want to go in and, you know, push the cart around and select my items. Yeah. Now, there may be a point where I don't do that. But at this point, I still want to go to the store. Plus, when I go to One Robins, I, I hit several different stores when I'm up there. I don't go. Typically, I don't go just to go to uh, Publix. I'll go and go to yeah. A number of different stores. Well, I I know we, for us, we live and have always lived on the other side of the Alabama River, so from Montgomery. <laughs> so you're committed. Once you leave the Prattville area, you are going 30 minutes because you, the river and the bridges, you're not, you're not getting off. Right. So, um, so to us, driving has never been a big deal. Right. I mean, I taught my kids to drive, you know, at 15, mm-hmm. going on the interstate in a Volkswagen with the top down. Very nerve-wracking, by oh, the way. Oh, sure. But, um, <laughs> but, so it isn't a big deal. But have you done much international travel? Um, some. Not, not a lot, but some, yeah. I've found some of the internationals that we've had contact with, to them going to the other side of the country is no big deal alone. I mean, they're, they, they don't mind being alone at all. Mm-hmm. Do you mind being alone and traveling? No. So you, you'll just go. I, when I lived in Richmond, I would drive down here by myself. It's 11 hours. No big deal. Yeah. 
just put on my serious radio and flip channels and, you know, get on the phone and talk to people. And, but, no, I don't mind driving. I mean, I, I don't mind... I don't mind being with me. I like being with me. I mean, I'm out here by myself a, a lot, you know, just doing stuff and and traveling by myself it's not a big deal I don't I don't mind being by myself how do you think if somebody's not used to that what would you tell them to do to start liking being with me with them their their own selves I think everybody needs to learn to love themselves and sometimes it's hard I mean there's there's times I didn't like myself you know, I was I was depressed or I was unhappy. And I was unhappy with things going on in my life. But um, everybody hopefully can get to a point where, where they're happy in their life and, and they love themselves. And I think that's important that you, you find that peace. And whatever it takes for you to, to do that, you find that peace and happiness. Um, Again, as I said earlier, life's too short. You just you need it's it's important to to find that inner peace. What whether whether it's through religion or through meditation or through whatever soul searching you need to do, you need to find that inner peace. It's just it's it's good for your health. It's good for your soul. It's good for your whole being to find the inner peace. And, and and love yourself and once you love yourself I think then things kind of fall into place for you you sound very proactive I don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> but I mean nobody does it for you no they so, don't you have to do it yourself and um and that would probably be and sometimes it's not easy sometimes it's not, it's not pretty nope it's not and sometimes it takes I'm a crier. I'm, I I can cry at a commercial. I can I can cry at a heartbeat, but you know, you just have to do whatever it. If if it's talking to somebody, whether it's a professional or your best friend, or sometimes it's even a stranger. You know, just find find your your person. Find your person, or or your source whatever it is and and find find your find your true self what are your plans here how do how do you see i mean do you see you know a lot of people start looking toward retirement at i'm seeing more and more people trying to slide into retirement it looks like you're not going to slide into retirement it looks like you started Oh, another second career that could go a lifetime. Oh, yeah. I don't see retiring. I mean, I'm not retirement age, but I don't see retiring anytime soon. I, I think this is going to, this is, this is where I'm going to be. I mean, I want to continue to build the farm. I want to, like I said earlier, add more events, add things to bring um, the public here, um, whether it's dinners whether it's music events whether it's things like christmas at the at the farm um some other things i got going on um in my head i'm always always thinking about different things and jotting them down and 
bouncing them off friends and family and um so continue to grow the farm and and share it with people and you know i can't wait to to see these two 90 year olds come out and and share the farm and and celebrate their birthdays how incredible is that that's going to be fun yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun well we've walked down a whole lot of little pathways here we have in our conversation and i've loved it is there something in particular that you want to make sure that we do cover that maybe we have not um i would love to have people visit the website and if they are on facebook they can um follow follow us on facebook and see what's going on at the farm it's um fritz farm on facebook and the website is the fritz farm t-h-e-f-r-i-t-z-f-a-r-m.com and you can always reach me at 404-313-4766 and um, i would love to talk to anybody about any kind of event they want to have i do um uh, if you want, have any kind of charity event you want to host here at the farm, give me a call. If you want a party, a reunion, a wedding, a rehearsal dinner, pretty much any kind of event you want to have, give me a call. We can talk about it. I'd love to hear from you. That sounds great. Um, tell me about the name Fritz Farm. Sure. Where did that name come from? So the, Uncle Fritz was um, Paige's uncle who originally had the property and so that's that's where Fritz Farm came from. So when I bought the farm, or before I bought the farm, um, Paige and I were having a conversation when she, one day, and she said um, she was concerned about whoever bought the farm would change the name. And I said, I looked at her, and I said, now why would I change the name? This was Uncle Fritz's place. So I kept the name because I thought that was important. It was his, it was his property, and... Um, it already had a following, and I, I just felt it was important to keep the name. So, and that probably warmed her heart. It to, did to know that yeah. that was. It did. I could tell by the look on her face. The legacy, Absolutely. somewhat continues through the name. Absolutely. So, as we close, I have a question. Sure. If you had one superpower, and you had it for twenty-four hours, you could use it professionally or personally. What would that be? Wow. That's a hard question. One superpower for 24 hours. To give everybody inner peace. All right. That's a good one. I've so enjoyed today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Amy. This has been wonderful.